Welcome back. This is episode 172 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. Yeah, where is your brother, man? Like, I, he doesn't even respond to text messages anymore. Didn't is he, he like did, super out right didn't now? Did you fire him? Did I fire I him? Thought we got, I thought we fired him. No, I didn't fire him. Unless you made that decision without me. No. I couldn't do that. I would need you to make that decision. Oh, I got. I'm the one that's got to drop the axe. You can't fire your own brother. I mean, you could just be a dickhead for it. Dickhead. Is he alive though? Like, I haven't even heard from him. He's he's alive. He talks to my son more than he talks to anyone else. Like Jack will just randomly FaceTime him throughout the day, and I hear my brother just like talking to my son. That's it. So, I, so you're, you're, I don't know what quali- I don't know what kind of quality of life he has right now, but he's talking. To, he's talking to toddlers. Why don't you do a drive by? At least see you know what uh, if he's you know if he's holding up all right. What kind of a drive by? Talk to him through the window. You know, you just drive through by window, his house through the window on a on a on a two on a Wednesday. I, you can do it on a Tuesday if you want. You can do it on a Wednesday. Talk to you through the win- window on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. That's how my fucking grandmother used to talk. Oh, I'm sorry that... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me here. A little, little, uh, that you remind me of my grandmother? Uh, yeah, well, you're, a week clo- you're a week closer to your baby. How's your wife feeling? Well, the dog is downstairs uh, barking, so she's not feeling great right now. Because he hears me upstairs. So she's pissed. Pretty much. So this is going to be a quick episode is what you're telling me. Well, I didn't think we would be on here that long anyway. We were going to do a little debate uh, from uh, what we previewed last week. But I just figured, you know, we'll catch up for a quick minute because, you know, you go through your disappearing acts too during the week. You don't answer text messages either. I love it. I love doing that. Yeah, I know. You, you probably do get off to it. I do because I know how important I am to people. And when I don't answer, I know that it it really it affects your life i would like say having that kind of power and control over people yeah yeah <laughs> you don't have any power and control over anybody no one has any power or control over anyone right now we're all just fucking we're all just sitting home doing nothing what would you like to be doing right now i don't know that's the thing like i love this i kind of love this but at the same time, I'm kind of sick of it now. Like, I think I'm over it. And, I, and like, with each day, I'm kind of going through, like, the different stages of grief, but I'm doing them over and over again. And, like, now I'm angry again about baseball not, not being here. Like, last week and the week before, I was very sad about it. I was feeling depressed. Now I'm just pissed again. How bad do you want? How bad do you want baseball back right now? Are you? Would you kill for it? Like, would you actually commit a murder? Do like, I, if, do I get a full season? Do I get a real season? I'll give you 140 games. Deal done. 
Do I get to choose who I'm who I'm murdering? Uh, you can't. You would. It would be somebody that you know. Okay. But nobody that you are blood related to. Okay. I can do. I I think I could deal with it. To be honest. But you have to watch the games from jail. Like you you go to jail for this for the murder. Ah, oh, no, you can't throw that in there. If if I could get away with it. If you're telling me I kill someone and then I get at least 142 games plus hopefully playoffs just for murdering someone, but I get to live a free life, I'm in. Sure. I'll I live, mean, anybody I'll would live, commit murder if you guilt. get away with it. That's not true. You got to live with some heavy guilt. And I plus, I don't know who it's going to be. It might be someone I actually care for. I, I, you know what? This is going down a dark alley here. We don't need <laughs> talking about if we would commit murder or not. That's true. I don't think you're capable of it, though. For baseball, I am. Yeah. For baseball, I'll kill someone. Well, I think that's uh, not <laughs> if you would commit murder for uh, baseball, but I think one topic for next week's show should be. If baseball were to come back, if you could guarantee baseball would come back, but it meant the Yankees wouldn't make the playoffs, would you sign for it? Don't answer it. We'll let you think about it for a week, and then we'll discuss it on the next episode. If baseball were to come back, but it meant the Yankees wouldn't make the postseason in 2020, would you sign for it? The alternative being that there would be no baseball. I like this. So a little teaser for next week's episode. So I'll post that on Twitter sometime during midweek and then we'll see if anything else. Maybe we'll do two topics next week to try to get us through the show. Because right now, I mean, what are we looking at here? Well, I don't think we're going to be getting baseball anytime soon. Nothing really – Nothing really. Uh, those proposals that we spoke of last week, nothing's really come about. We're not really any closer. You hear that, you know, uh, as far as the – the virus goes, you hear that maybe we're doing a little bit better. Hospitalizations are down and, you know, but we still got a long way to go. So right now it doesn't look like anything's happening, but you know, so we'll, we'll have to do more of these debate type shows uh, going forward here. So <clears throat> while we do that, um, you had posted this on Twitter, uh, maybe, you know, two weeks ago now. And it's, um, it was very good. Uh, you know, I have to give you credit. It was it was very thought provoking. Usually, when and especially when usually people post these types of things on Twitter, there's usually a very obvious answer. But there's not a real obvious answer to this question. And the question being is that you asked if you could add one of these Yankees in their prime to the 2020 team heading into the postseason, who would it be? Now that's and the, the key. That's the key because a lot of people. Are they're just ready to jump the gun? People don't read things through, not for the regular season, but heading into the playoffs. Who are you throwing onto the postseason roster? That's the key to the question. And the four choices are Hideki Matsui, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, and Derek Jeter. And I think we should take this player by player and then kind of give her answer. And I'm going to start by eliminating somebody. Right off the bat, I was gonna say might, I was gonna say we should do it eliminating. I like that, and I think you might you might be surprised by my answer, but I, I think when you break down the other when you break down all four players, and again it's Matsui, uh, Rivera, 
Jeter, and Pettit, which one of these four players in their prime, if you could add them to the 2020 postseason roster for the Yankees, who would it be? And I'm all, uh, right off the top, uh, it pains me. It's almost sacrilege, but I'm eliminating Derek Jeter right off the top. Really? Absolutely. Wow. I'm actually shocked at that. I, see, I, I, see, I figured I, you would be. I would eliminate him, but I wouldn't eliminate him right off the bat. Um, but it doesn't matter, I guess. I'm eliminating him anyway, so I agree with you, and then we can go down this road. I Because the first guy I'm eliminating is Derek Jeter because I think you can make a much stronger case for each of the three other players than you can Derek Jeter. Now, are yeah. you basing this off of the current team, or are you basing this? Yes, you, this? Ha- you okay. have to. Okay. You absolutely have to. All right. I think if you look at the 2020 team and, and what at, if you would say to add to the bullpen of, you know, Pettit was never really an ace, but, a, you, know, a, you know, what would you say? He was a number two most of the time. Yeah. A legit number two balls out, you know, postseason pitcher and a left handed power bat or a shortstop, even though he's Derek Jeter. What would you say is the least need a the lesser need for this club. And I would have to say it would be a shortstop. Here's the only reason here. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit on this since you gave your first answer. Um, Here's my only thing. You don't, I mean, you're the first person to say you don't fully trust Luke Voigt um, or really anyone at first base right now. If you bring Jeter with you, that gives you the, the ability to then put, DJ at first, Torres at second, and Jeter at short. Does that change your mind at all? Uh, no, because isn't this team still have a guy named Miguel Andujar that could maybe play a little third base? That's true, but are we putting Miguel? I mean, again, we haven't seen him since the injury, and before the injury, we're talking about a guy who was getting benched in the postseason for his defense. I'm still, it's still, if you are telling me that. My choices are those four guys. I'm I'm saying shortstop is the least of my needs right now. It has to be. But it's Derek Jeter, dude. I understand I mean, that. You're not going to such a clutch not, player, especially in his prime. Even after his prime, when it was a big game, big especially in the postseason, Jeter was there, man. He's still your first choice. He's a right-handed batter on a team filled with right-handed batters. That hurts him as well in this argument. Okay. I mean, I I agree with you. This is not a hot take for the sake of having a hot take on a no, podcast. No. I want you I, I everybody listening, I want them to understand that. This is not me just, you know, like, oh, there's nothing going on. Christian's gonna say something stupid just so maybe the pod gets a little traction this week. This no, is not, I this, mean this he's your actually, favorite. He's your favorite uh He's your favorite player, Yankee of all time, no? And if I, we were having a son instead of a daughter, it'd probably be the, the kid's name. So I mean, it's not for this. It's not. I'm not saying this for the sake of saying it. It's just if you're gonna break down Hideki Matsui, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera to add a one of those guys in their prime to the 2020 Yankees, who gives who adds the least to this team right now? This and it's is Derek, like it, if you took. Let's say there was uh, a handful of, um, you know, popular boxing characters out there and you had to fill your best team and you had four, you know, three other better guys. This would be like you leaving out Rocky. That's how this would feel to you. 
Yeah, that's that's a solid comparison. Like this would be like you having to sacrifice bringing Rocky with you for the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I could see where you would want to you would want to make that analogy. I feel like people, as much as they know you love Jeter, they you know you when it comes to the Yankees, your love for different players can you know can be um, delegated in certain ways, allotted in certain ways. People know your love for Rocky, so I feel like that's a good comparison here. That this isn't just you trying to stir the pot. You would truly, you're thinking logically. You're not taking Jeter, and neither would I. He wouldn't be my first off the list, though. My first off the list might surprise you, um, because he's your favorite player of all time. No, no. Uh, my first off the list is Matsui, and. Biggest reason being, I think, is that, yeah, he was friggin' dominant in 09, but I just feel like that was it for him. Whereas Jeter had so many more moments, so many more opportunities, obviously, in the postseason. But, like, outside of that 09, that 09 postseason, has, does Matsui really stand out to you in the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to look up... Uh his uh, postseason on baseball reference because not, I mean, but before you do just off the top of your head, that's why I'm asking because he doesn't really stand out to me. No, he doesn't. No, I'm going to agree with you in that sense that he doesn't really stand out, but I do want to see what his postseason numbers are. But you know, the need for Matsui would, could be much greater depending on your, your current situation. I mean, as of right now in this, in this situation, Aaron Hicks is not, a a viable option because we don't know where he is or what's going to be at this point. We have to take the roster. In 11 postseason series, what did Hideki Matsui bat? Hmm. How many, can you tell me how many at-bats he's had? He has had um, 205 at-bats in the postseason across 11 uh, series. Okay. Um, Give me a second here. Don't Google it. No, I'm not Googling it, yes. Man, I'd say he's got to be around 225. That's your guess? Yeah. You guessed that Hideki Matsui hit 225 in the postseason. Yeah, I just don't see how he had more than, you know, 30, 40 hits. 312. Really? 312 with 10 home runs and 39 runs batted in in 205 uh, postseason at-bats. So that means he had 62 hits? He had uh, 64 hits. Wow. I'm pretty shocked by that. So if you'd say that's about a third of a regular season, so that's 30 home runs and about 100 and... uh, I can't do the math on top of my head. That's 130 home runs and 117 RBIs if you would break that to a full, basically a full season. Wow. Um, and he's Matsui, man. He's a left-handed bat. Yeah. I just did Again, it just nothing really. Now, are you savvy enough to break down how many of those hits he had in 2009 and how many of those home runs? Can you navigate through baseball reference? Enough for that. 
In uh, in 2009, I will tell you that he hit four home runs in the postseason, and he drove in. Uh, let me see here, 13 runs, four home runs, and uh, 13 runs batted. And he in had how many postseason, postseason home runs? In the how, what? Say that again. How many total postseason home runs? He had 10, and he had four in 2009. I'm shocked by that. I really am. Well. I can't change my answer now, but Matsui would be would be the first to go for me because out of all those players, I feel like the only reason I put him on there was because of 09. Whether that be right or wrong, that was why I put him on there because I wanted to twist people's arms a little bit um, because of that. It, would he be someone... Let's just go, let's take this route. Is he someone you're eliminating also, whether it be second or wherever? Are you ultimately eliminating Hideki Matsui? I am ultimately eliminating Hideki Matsui. Okay. But I should say that he, it's hard. See, Rivera, Pettit, and Matsui were very, very, a lot closer than I think a lot of people thought would think in their minds because of the Yankees' obvious need for left-handed power. They have none. They have yeah. none. Yeah. If you can add Hideki Matsui, and you're telling me he's in his prime, which means that he can play left field. Yeah. Because we, we really don't want... Do we? Re, I mean, here's, a, here's an interesting question. Who's a better left fielder, John Carl Stan or Hideki Matsui? Oh, who's a better defensive left fielder? Yeah, I mean, obviously... You have to give it to Matsui. Okay, so here's Hideki Matsui is a better outfielder than uh, even even though I would never call him a Gold Glover. You never convince anybody that he's Ken Griffey Jr. out there. Even though I know I know Jr. played center field, but you get the point. Yeah. Um, I would I would probably feel more comfortable with Matsui out there than say you know John Carl Stanton or uh, certainly uh, Clint Frazier. Man, know? I got it. You got to say here. You could make a case that 2004, he actually had a better postseason than 2009 because there was only two series uh, opposed to three. He had only three home runs. Uh, well, three home runs, at, you know, he had four in 2009 and three series, four in two series in 2004. The dude hit 412 and had 13 RBIs. You know, Matsui had a big hit in the comeback in 2003 as well in Game 7. People forget that. You know, and people forget that the Yankees, because of how terribly it ended in 2004, but, you know, guys like Matsui and A-Rod and even Gary Sheffield, they were really, they, they hit pretty well in that postseason. Yeah, I remember Sheffield, actually. I remember Sheffield actually having a big postseason. So, I mean, I'm I'm eliminating him. Maybe he's not your second choice. But I'm ultimately eliminating him anyway, and you are too. Who who are you going to next? Well, who's your? You got to give me another elimination. Oh, you 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 said you eliminated. Yeah, Peter. so we're down we're down to Rivera and Pettit, which so basically I, I think is are what, the two most logical so in, anyway. All right, so instead of right now just eliminating somebody, make the case for each player. Make the right now, so make the case for Andy Pettit. All right. Andy Pettit, for me, 
I actually think Garrett having Garrett Cole makes his case stronger because we have a legit a legitimate ace, and then you're following it up with a guy who just had such a good postseason career. I mean, one of the best of all time. He really did. Um, so to ha- so to add Andy Pettit to this rotation, when you have guys like James Paxton, Tanaka, who's always been lights out in the postseason, you're just really, you're just solidifying throwing out a good arm every single game. So for me, that's where Pettit's strength is, I think, is actually in his in his surrounding rotation. Because outside of 2009, I mean, I can't even tell you off the top of my head how many more times Pettit was in the postseason. I actually wanted to bring up his baseball reference here while I spoke. But just to add him, and it's not like, I think if we didn't have Cole, Andy Pettit isn't as attractive to me for some reason because Andy Andy Pettit made uh he was in the postseason 14 times across 32 different series let me just see here I wanna does that make sense though like I I don't know why but the fact that we have a, a legitimate ace and then you're throwing in Pettit as as like your second Overall, with the type of postseason uh, career he's put together, I just think it almost makes him more valuable at that point. I'm going to tell you something right now. Andy Pettit doesn't even make the final two if Luis Severino is healthy. Yeah, that's probably true. And he, you, you've got on record as saying he is, um, maybe unless I made this up in my mind, he's your favorite Yankee. Uh, second favorite Yankee, yes. To who? Mariano Rivera. Okay, so, but Rivera and well, Pettit is one of your favorite. He's one of your top two of all time favorite Yankees, right? Knowing so, me, I probably did say Andy Pettit is my favorite of all time at one point. So basically, is having Andy Pettit on this. How do I want to say this? When Louis, if Luis Severino was healthy, Andy Pettit is not a need for the Yankees. Yeah, with- and I mean, you really look at his postseason stats, and you can't. T- you got to take him with a grain of salt because you got to really live in that moment, and and instead of just looking at a piece of paper with his stats on it. I mean, a three eight one ERA is not special. It's not like mind blowing. You know? Here's the thing about Andy Pettit. He got rocked in a few big games. I yeah. believe it was game was it game one or two of the World Series in '96 that he pitched. He got rocked. Um, he got. I mean, Jesus. He he couldn't. He couldn't get. He couldn't get anybody out in Game Six of the World Series in 2001. He got. I mean, so there's two big ones that really stand out. But it's the ones that. Uh, you know, it's the games that he showed up big. The one nothing game, I believe that he pitched that in Game Five um, of '96. You know, really, he pitched. If you look at his 2009 numbers, they're not really great, but he he was really gutty in 2009, yeah. where he showed you that he could get got. You know, it's just that yeah, and I feel that like experience he, and that moxie that he had that really 
got him through because the look the Yankees went through the postseason in 2009 with three were really two and a half well two pitchers they went through with CC Sabathia half of AJ Burnett because he went good game bad game good game bad game and mm. Andy Pettit really was a shell of himself you know at that point he wasn't really a dominant pitcher anymore but when you were able to get those three guys together it was almost like two full pitchers and they managed to win a World Series that way. And I think that kind of validates my point of the fact that we have Garrett Cole, the fact that we're leaning on him. Um, it makes Andy Pettit a little more sexy on my uh, on my postseason roster. But ultimately, again, I now, I mean, you want me to make a case now before I say anything else for Mariano? I, I mean, what's the case? Here's the case. He's the greatest relief pitcher of all time. Now, here's something I want to state. And I want to preface with this because Mo is my choice, but it has nothing to do with Araldus Chapman. It just has everything to do with the fact that we were so spoiled for all those years. And it really makes you it really makes you grateful for what this guy was able to do. Dude, after DJ hit that home run last year, it was one of the best moments ever, but you knew. You knew in your gut, whether the Astros were cheating or not, that Araldus Chapman, even if he got the two quick outs, you knew somehow, some way, he was going to blow that game. You never felt that with Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Even when he did in 2001, you were, you were just shocked. I wasn't shocked that Chapman blew it. I was shocked when Mariano did. You just took that. You almost took it for granted when it was happening, but... This has nothing to do with the current team for me. I don't care who's on my team no matter what. Mariano would be my choice every single time, and that's why it was easy for me to pick him. See, you're not looking at the current team, and that's fine. That's your prerogative. That's how you want to answer the question. I have, Look, who's going to argue with you if you want to add Mariano Rivera yeah. in his prime to any team? But for me... uh. I'm looking at the current team, and I'm going with Andy Pettit. I have, I think really? I have to do it. Yeah, I think I have to go with Andy Pettit because I still think this bullpen with Chapman and Canely and Britton and Chad Green and who else is out there? I don't even remember everybody. It's <laughs> I know because it's so, so it's so, so loaded. Adavino, Adam Adavino, right? Now, if you're telling me my rotation is Cole Pettit, Tanaka Paxton, I got four legitimate starters. I don't have to burn my bullpen out. And I can get through the postseason with those guys. I don't need Mariano Rivera. And now you're going to tell me, but he's Mariano Rivera. Okay, I get that. But now I, I'm going into the postseason with a three-man rotation where I'm going to burn my bullpen out again. And even Mariano Rivera can get tired. It, I Here's my thing. And, and I'm glad that I answered the way I did. And, and I didn't know you had a different answer, but I, I truly genuinely say that I don't care who my current team is. You make a extremely valid point and I can't argue it, but I can back up my case by saying, it's just the having someone like him is just so invaluable where you just to be in that moment. I mean, do the Yankees win game six if they have Mo? 
do they do they find a way? Think about all the games that you know, if you had Mo in his prime, we're talking a guy who could throw two, three innings easily. Yeah, but dude, we're still this is what we talked about. We talked when we broke down the ALCS last year. The Yankees could have won game six and they would have still been screwed in game seven. They had nobody to pitch. They would have had I think that we would have found out that Sevy would have went needing Tommy John surgery, right? He would have given him what, two, three innings, and then where are you gonna go? You still had a dead yeah, bullpen at that I'm, point. I'm thinking of it where I'm isolating the situation and carrying it over now to this year with the with, you know, in these moments. I'm not really thinking about the elements at this point. I'm just thinking about the that isolated moment in time. If I had Mo out there, that whether they win or lose, that game's at least going another few innings where my offense is getting back out there and could do something. And with Chapman, you just didn't have and it's again, it's nothing it, this role is obviously much tougher than anyone any Yankee fan ever expected because of what Mo did his entire career. I just, I couldn't, I actually, it's almost like I couldn't leave Mo behind. That's really what it comes down to. And you know how much I love Pettit. Um, I just couldn't leave him behind at that point. I think this bullpen is okay enough. I mean, this rotation with lights out Tanaka in the postseason, you have Garrett Cole, you have Paxton who grew a set of bulls last year. I I I just want Mo. I want Mo at the back end to to solidify any late lead or tie at home in the postseason. Yeah, but you hate Jordan Montgomery. You hate him. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Because he's going to be the guy making starts if you don't take Andy. No, that's not true. Then then you're going with a three man rotation, and then you're stuck with probably needing guys to fill innings. Jordan Montgomery. Oh uh, yeah, well, I keep forgetting that we said Sevy's out. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? When you get to, when you get to, uh, yeah, you're right. Shit, I'm still going Mo, but you make a good point. I'm still, think- I'm still going Mo. Look, man, when you're telling me that Mariano Rivera is pitching the ninth inning in a playoff game, I'm, you know, I. Most of the time, what would you say, 99.9% of the time, you turn the TV off, you go to bed, you read the box score in the morning, the Yankees win. I mean, you don't even have to sit there and watch it. Right. But you're telling me that we're adding to the 2020 team. So really, the two areas, really, it's even closer with Matsui than it is for Rivera for me in the sense that I think the Yankees, this Yankee team needs left-handed power and starting pitching more than it needs another guy in the bullpen. It, and, you know, don't sit there and scream at your, your computer screen saying, he's not another guy. He's Mariano Rivera. I get it. He's Mariano Rivera. He's the greatest of all time. There's no disputing that. But he would be another guy in this bullpen that is stacked right now. You can't argue that the Yankees' bullpen isn't stacked right now. They have three or four guys in there in that bullpen right now that could close on any given team in the major, in major League Baseball. Yeah, it's true. So you're, you're adding a strength to a strength where Matsui covers a weakness for this team because really you want to say Hicks will be back in the postseason. Okay. You can bank on that. I personally don't. If you're banking on Hicks for anything, you're just an idiot. If you're banking on him to come back healthy uh, this season, I just could never do it. I'm not saying he can't. 
I'm just saying that me personally would never would never risk anything on that. So you're looking at a 36, 37 year old Guardy as your only left handed option, or Mike Talkman? I mean, if you when you break it down like that, Hideki Matsui makes a lot more sense. And then you look at how the Yankees were shorthanded in the rotation last year in the postseason, which yeah, they didn't. We can we can talk about this until we're blue in the face. They didn't hit in the big spots in the ALCS. We get it, but they still wouldn't even. It, to get to game seven, they still would have been short. They still had nobody to pitch. So now you're throwing four legitimate starters out there. You make a good, you make a good case. I'm not going to change my mind, but anyone, I mean, I got like about 600 responses on this on Twitter, but anyone who's not on Twitter who hasn't done it, or even if you have, and you're listening to this on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating, give us a review on who you would pick, uh, I'll even open it up and say you could choose anyone else from from that, you know, time frame. I don't know who the hell else you'd pick outside of those four. It hurt me not to put the core four, like to not have Posada. But I mean, come on, Matsui is just a much more valuable choice. Well, first of all, if you would have opened it up to a catcher, you know, Posada would have won by a landslide because everybody hates Gary Sanchez. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. See, you that's where you went a little bit different. You said to add to the 2020 team, but you didn't really take the 2020 team into account when you added Mariano Rivera, which is fine because really when you think about it, he's Mariano Rivera who really would you really have to take into account. But if you're telling me out of those four guys, who would I want to add that would give the Yankees the best opportunity to win the world series i think adding a guy that you could slot in behind cole would you put him in in the number two spot would you put him in the three spot he'd be a three spotter for me i think would you go cold paxton pettit tanaka or would you go tanaka in the two spot tanaka so you're going to throw your righties right away and then go two lefties yeah you could do that yeah, and you know what? I was shocked. I wasn't shocked. It it was overwhelmingly Mariano on Twitter. But I wasn't shocked about that. I was shocked at the fact that the second closest was Jeter and that not many people said Pettit or or Matsui, but mostly I was shocked. I didn't think Matsui would get many votes anyway. I was shocked at how few Pettit got. That's the Garrett Cole factor. Yeah. People are thinking that we have the ace now. So if I can take, you know, Rivera or Jeter, I can do that. But I'm telling, uh, I don't want to be in a situation again. And, uh, you know, even if we get baseball this year, the Yankees are probably going to be in a situation where they're going to. I mean, I, I forget. This is this is really what's sh- what's shitty about this whole situation is that. There's not there's nothing going on. So you don't hear about the team on a day to day basis and you don't want to come off as a fraud or for lack of a better term but you're you forget about a guy like jay happ who's still on this team who's going to be the fourth starter well i when you said montgomery i was going to say happ but that's no argument for me because i don't want happ out there anyway as a fourth starter so it's arbitrary at that point i don't care who the fourth starter is i'm not going to really care for them but like you know what the real shitty thing is is that it's april 20th and we have to we have to do these fucking 
hypo- hypothetical scenarios instead of talking about actual baseball. And that's the shitty thing. Not only do we not hear about the team, we don't, there's nothing. I mean, there's just nothing. And it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, uh, I keep saying it is what it is at this point, but it it is what it is. I mean, what are you going to do? There's really not nothing you can do. Uh, just, you know, there, there's no new baseball content out there. I, I don't know if you tried watching the Chinese league or the Ty- no. or is it Taiwan. I, I mean, no. it, I mean, it doesn't do it for me. Watching I mean, any baseball at this point, even the reruns, it just hurts more. It just makes it hurt more for me. And you know what's a good topic, though, that we should touch on before we close up? Um, because a lot of people are talking about it. We haven't brought it up. Is, does this... Are you even thinking about the Astros? And Like, is it upsetting you? Do you think, like, they're not going to get that season that they deserve to just be completely hated? Or is that just not even on your mind at all? I don't could literally I could not care any less about the Astros getting their just due right now honestly like that's like the furthest thing from my mind if they skate because of what happened so be it and you know what I know there's people on Twitter you see people on Twitter that are still and Yankee Twitter is still trying to fight with Astro fans and and say don't forget about the Astros I forgot about it I'm sorry I don't really to be honest with you I don't really care I agree. I don't yeah, if if we would have had a normal season, would it have been fun? Yeah, it would have been fun. Talk shit, you know, you know, hear hear them get booed. But honestly, dude, I would I don't I just want to see baseball right now. And it, and I don't care if the Astros get booed or, or you know what happens to them. Because really what should have happened to them is punishments doled out by the commissioner and it's not going to happen. It didn't happen. So if people boom or they don't boom, it doesn't change anything because they got away scot-free from this. Yeah. AJ Hinch got fired. Jeff Lunell got fired. Carl's Beltran got fired. Uh, a jackass up in Boston got fired, but I mean, really they're not taking the world series away. None of the players got suspended. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they, they don't get their just desserts and they don't get booed and people you- can bring their, do you They're think, trash can signs to games. I don't care. Like, let's say the season this, never kicks off. Do you think that Hinch should have to be suspended another year? It depends on whether or not everybody else is getting paid. If everybody else, if these managers go on a furlough and they don't get paid for the 2020 season, then yeah, he should be suspended another year. But if everybody's getting their money, he's still not getting paid. So it still serves as a suspension for him. So you see that you see his suspension being more of a punishment on AJ Hinch than it is on the Astros organization in just in total, because I, yeah, of course it's a punishment to Hinch, but the bigger punishment in my mind is that the Astros have to go a year without, you know, a guy who has led them to a lot of success. So now it's almost like it just didn't happen for them. Now, now the entire organization just gets off scot-free at that point, not just the players. Look, it's not a perfect situation. Nothing that uh, is going to happen here is going to be a perfect situation. I just think that at this point in time, given everything that we've all been through with this, with the coronavirus and the quarantine, that it's it's just you just got to let it go right now. I mean, I'm sorry, and I you can send me hate mail if you really want to. That I'm an asshole. That oh, I could never let this go. They cheated, but. You know the world has changed since uh, this all went down. So yeah, it's just um, not a, it's not as important anymore. 
not really a priority for me. It isn't. Like I said, if if we were going through a regular season where we would have been, I mean, how many games have we played by now? Twenty games or whatever. Uh, yeah, about that. So I mean, if we were if we were at that point, <laughs> yeah, fine. I mean, you you do what you got to do. You 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 boo the Astros, but right now. I don't care, man. Like my mind is so far from that. Like I just want to, I want to get through this. I want everybody that I care about to get through this healthy. I just, I want life to get back to a sense of normalcy and whatever that means regarding baseball. I, I want to see that. I don't care about the Houston Astros and if they, if they get what's coming to them, because really that ship sailed a long time ago. I agree. I'm on board with you. I just I don't know, man. I know I know there's some fans out there, especially you see on Twitter, they they don't want to let it go. But my message is, I think you should really. If you go to a game, this you know, if you want to boo them, I don't know. I honestly, I don't think we're gonna see fans in stadiums this year if we're lucky enough to get baseball. But if you go to if you're lucky, we're lucky enough to be able to go to games this year, or if you have to wait till 2021 and you want to boo them, that's your prerogative. It's just not something that I care about right now. It's And you know what? So much if you are someone who does care that much about it, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that still do and still will next year. They'll still get it. I mean, they'll still get their shit. If again, if you really care that much at this point, I'm so far removed from it. That I just don't give a shit. I just want to see baseball. If in that, if with getting baseball back, I also get the Astros getting booed and, you know, pitchers still, still wanting blood. Fine. That's great. But it's just not something that I care about anymore. And whatever we see this season, if we do see something, it's going to be in such a sterile environment with either no fans or even if, you know, let's say that we can play in home ballparks. There's probably not going to be fans there or they do this quarantine life where they play in Arizona or they play in Arizona or Florida. There's not going to be fans there either. Or yeah. even, so, I mean, they're going to, yeah, you want to say, oh, they, they got away with it. So, I mean, okay. So why? Okay. I mean, honestly, and this goes back to when we were in the thick of this, right? When we were really in the thick of this and this is all we talked about on this show. The Yankees aren't getting a World Series in 2017. They're not getting a World Series in 2019. Nothing nothing in the record books are changing. So to me, honestly, like I got other things to worry about in my life. And I'm I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel about it. I agree. So anything else you wanna you wanna touch on right now? No, man. I want I want normalcy. I don't know if we're gonna get it anytime soon, but I want your wife to be healthy and have a good uh Good experience in the hospital. I know you'll be able to be there as long as you don't get this shit. Um, that's really all the things I care about at this point. And I want baseball back. Well, I appreciate that. She went to the doctor today. That baby's almost eight pounds right now. Wow. She's a big girl. Wow. My wife wants my wife wants a chubby little baby, but I was a chubby little baby and I'm 36 years old and I still, except for one brief period in my life leading up to my wedding when all I did was focus on working out and eating right I never lost the baby fat so I don't uh, I was want skinny as shit when I was a kid now let's forget it now I don't want I don't want to saddle my daughter with that so you know I guess chubby babies are cute but <laughs> well my well my daughter came out she was like a friggin chicken legged now she's huge 
So it, it doesn't take long as long as you're actually feeding her like you're supposed to be. I think you're probably feeding her extra because you got nothing else I to do. I'll just give her another bottle. It's true. Before. There's just nothing else to distract me at this point. So before we uh, before we wrap up, have you? Because I my wife posted a Tiger King meme on the group chat, and your wife liked it. So have you guys watched Tiger King? We have not. So why is your wife liking Tiger King? Because memes? I think it's gone so viral at this point. I mean, what better time to put out a a documentary that's gonna get buzz than right now because now no one has anything to watch anything to do so any bit of buzz that came from that documentary everyone just went and watched it so at this point you know it like this isn't holding me back from watching it but you know everything like there's there's nothing that you really don't know Obviously, no, there's I'm still mind blowing sure shit. That there's, you don't know a lot of stuff if you haven't actually watched no, it. No, I just meant surface level stuff. Like, if you don't know who Carol Baskin is at this point in your life, you're living under a fucking rock. I don't care if you're in quarantine or not. If you don't know who Carol Baskin is, you're you just clearly have just laid in your bed and haven't done anything. You haven't picked up your cell phone. Nothing at this point. You're literally just watching Murphy Trump. And uh, Cuomo given That's coronavirus it. press conferences. That's all you're watching. Although, if I'm not mistaken, some dipshit did ask the president if he would pardon Joe Exotic at a press conference last <laughs> week. This is, I mean, this is where we're at. I mean, he does kind of invite that type of thing. This is not a political podcast, so let's leave it at that. But so I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, you do. I'm saying you really got nothing else going on right now. It's seven episodes. You don't have to watch the last one because it's just like a recap reunion episode with people that aren't in jail. So you don't really need to watch it. It's about 40, 45 minutes each episode. And the first three episodes are just like you're just going to be hooked because it's it's unbelievable. And anybody that's these are not good people. Like you're not going to watch this show and be like, Oh wow. Like I really feel bad for Joe or I really feel bad for Carol. They're all fucking scumbag (laughs) pieces of shit. Like seriously, the only one that I kind of feel bad for is the dude with no legs. Cause, but the guy that there's so many layers to this shit. I'm telling you, Chris, I told you I watched, I watched like 10 minutes just to see if I would, I could usually tell within 10 minutes if I'm going to like something or not. And I was hooked. I stopped watching it because I know if I watch it, my wife's going to want to watch it. So I stopped, but I, there's nothing holding me back from actually watch. I just haven't pressed the button yet. I think I'm not saying when we wrap up here, but by the time we sit down and record again, you, you got to, even if you watch an episode a day, that's seven days. We sit back down next Monday. You, you've seen tiger King. Okay. I'll, I will do my best at that. I'm telling I'm telling you, bro, after the third episode, if you're if your jaw hadn't hit the floor 15 times, then I want to know what type of life you're living that that shit doesn't <laughs> shock you. Seriously. Okay. Deal. I'm in. All right. OK, so um, who's uh, so let's let's catch the fans up. We do still have some uh, 10 questions in quarantine interviews coming up. We did one last week with Peter Body. Uh, the book is out on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, so I always forget the name of the friggin' book. The Big 50 New York Yankees, I believe it's called. But if you go to nyysportstalk.com and read the interview, the, there's a link in there to purchase the book. Um, 
I think that might be my hospital reading because I'm not allowed to go anywhere, right? You know? That's true. Um, so it might be something that I read while, uh, you know, waiting for the baby to come this in. This upcoming after. week, Thursday, you're going to get uh, Jim Lyrits, and Friday, you're going to get Ben Heller. A little Yankee action, huh? Oh, yeah. All right, so that's good. A little cor- current and former uh, New York Yankees. We might have to uh, try and try and get uh, a few more people. Like, I'm thinking if we maybe post a thank you to some of the people like from yes network and then maybe slide a little tag in at Michael K. Maybe it'll catch his eye and he'll, he'll be willing to to do one with us too. Something like that. We got to get a few more people. I was thinking maybe uh Kim Jones would be a good uh prospect to, to get on here since she was, you know, she was Meredith for all those years. Well, Meredith is Kim. Meredith was, you know, she's the yeah, OG. She was in that role. I'm saying she's the OG. Um, yeah, I have to do Meredith or or Kim Jones or Michael K. Want to do a ten question interview for a website? Of course, I'm going to say yes. I feel like K. Kim. I feel like Kim Jones would give a great one. Michael K. Uh, has allegiances to other people, and yes. we'll just leave it at that. So yes. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to go too deep into that because I. Uh, <clears throat> It is what it is. We, we've we've tried. <laughs> maybe we maybe we should do one too. Like me, you, and Sakai Rai should do one too to like to to cap it off at the end. We should do uh, we should do one where with our answers. You know, over a couple days. We could do that. We just have to per you know the last couple of questions in each interview are personalized. So I don't know how you would want to handle that. Well, I would do your two personalized questions. You would give me mine and. You know, whatever for Stack Guy Rye, one of us will do his, and so on and so forth. Can here's the question: Can Stack Guy Rye even see through his hair? Right I now? don't know what. I don't know what kind of um, condition he's in right now. Last I saw him, his hair literally just looks like you cut off the end of a mop and threw it on top of someone's head. Because yesterday I had to go by my mother's house. Now I didn't go in. Don't let anybody freak out. We social distancing, but I took the dog over there, and my mother's got a dog as well. And that dog needs a fucking haircut, like you wouldn't believe. He's a Shih Tzu Pomeranian mix, and the freaking dog, he can't even see. The- <laughs> did you the, cut? Did you give him a haircut? No, I didn't give him a haircut. You should. I need. I, sh- I, I need one. I, I might just shave my head soon. I'm going crazy. And I put, I tweeted this. I think I tweeted it last week. Everybody always busts my balls. You being one of them about letting my wife cut my hair. Well, guess who, you know, guess who's getting fresh haircuts biweekly. You uh, know, when, when you don't care, you know, and now we're in quarantine and barbershops are closed. You that's know, true. I'm, I'm still living my life right now. You know, that's really like the one advantage I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, unless you got anything else you want to touch on, uh, we can wrap up the show here. But that's one of the topics next week as we open with uh, if you were guaranteed baseball, but it meant the Yankees would not make the postseason in 2020, would you sign for it? Now, obviously, a lot of people would, but this is a Yankee podcast, so this is really something that you're going to have to dig into here, right? Yeah, I kind so. of I kind of gave that in, in a different way. I gave that scenario um, something like that because it, it's interesting to me. It's it's interesting to think what's more important. Why do you watch a season? 
is it at this point, are you just, would you just be so grateful to have baseball back at this point that even if the Yankees didn't do, didn't do it and didn't win at all, would you still just take that baseball and, and, and at least have it? So I think that's a great question. And we'll come up with something else too, because that might only cover about 15 minutes or so, but we'll figure something else out along the way. We'll post two topic questions, maybe one's uh, probably Wednesday and give you the weekend to think about them. Cause I don't know if we're going to do regularly Monday night, Tuesday morning episodes now, or what we're going to do here, but that's kind of been the plan for, you know, since we got back up and running here. So maybe that's just what we'll do. Yeah. I've been really lazy too. I'm going to try and get on to do a few uh, solo shows, maybe a couple of them this week where I just like kind of try and take questions and stuff. I don't know. We got to, I want to start doing a little more. I mean, this thing's been lasting longer than anyone expected. I think we're, I think the, you know, at least in New Jersey, New York, we're in this shit until at least May 15th. Um, But the way things have been going with each timeline we get, it seems to just keep getting extended. So who knows? Yep. So just, uh, you know, if you have a chance, I, I, I picked up a really cool shirt. Um, I don't, I, they don't do anything for us, but I'll give them a quick plug. Uh, contenders clothing. Um, you know, everybody knows I'm a big Rocky fan and the big, uh, you know, one of the songs, one of the, you know, uh, big soundtrack songs is called, uh, go in the distance. And that's a big, that was a big theme in the original movie, which by the way, the finals of the Stallone movie tournament are happening right now. I, extend it the uh usually i was only doing one day voting but since it's the finals i did two day voting here so most of you that are listening to this will have a chance to vote if you want to and i'm not really surprised this tournament kind of went by the book there were really no upsets except all the one seeds made it to the final four but and we're hearing the, the championship match here it's first blood versus the first rocky which i'm can't say that i'm really surprised by and i kind of did want those two movies in the finals so that's where we're at right now but and a big theme in the first movie for nobody for people that haven't seen it is he doesn't even want to win the fight with apollo creed he wants to go the distance and contenders uh put out this t-shirt uh called uh it says going the distance but with, with like a branding stamp mm-hmm. and, and it says so it says going the going the social distance for a little play on the um on the uh, social distancing like and they're donating some of the proceeds of the shirt to uh, I, I don't remember who it was, but I believe they're fighters that are, you know, that do this kind of, I don't want to call them amateurs or whatever, but all the information is on their website. So if you want to, you know, kind of donate to people that are maybe not working right now and you got a couple extra bucks, if you're fortunate enough, maybe that's something you do want to check out. It is a cool shirt. Like I said, they don't do anything for us, but I did want to give them a quick little plug there. I like that. So uh, anyth- I think we're good here. We can wrap this up here. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 172 of the NYYST podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat Guy Ryan, hopefully you're listening. Uh, we're with you in spirit, buddy. Hopefully you're doing well. Uh, answer texts. You know, you can definitely contribute to the group chat unless your hair has grown so long that it's actually curled itself around your hands and you have no use of your digits anymore. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can maybe grab them. It's very possible. Them. You know, maybe next week. I don't know if how this will work technology-wise. Maybe we can hop them on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, I've been – I've just been, again – I wanted to say this last week, a lot of 
podcasts out there now that with multiple hosts, they've already been doing remote recordings for like, that's how they do their show. This is new to us. We've always met up. We've always recorded in person. You know, I always thought that that was the way to do it, but I didn't, you know, no one could foresee this situation. We would be a little bit more prepared if we didn't. Um, but I've been doing my research and I think I found the best way for us to go about this moving forward. Um, it's just a matter of me getting the equipment to him, which shouldn't be hard this week. And we should really be able to do a full, a full good quality show, um, you know, within the upcoming week. So we'll get him on board with some of this stuff. Maybe. All right. So stack guy, Brian, Chris say goodbye. Peace.